tell me just your favorite thing about your mom. She's always kind to people. She gave her last piece of gum to me. Her lets me go to my friend's house a bunch. Um, hmm. <laughs> Nothing? There's gotta be something. Can you think of a time when your mom was fearless or brave? What, there was like a scorpion in her house when my little sister was just born. So she just got a shoe and killed it. Wow. <laughs> Is your mom strong? Mentally or physically? What do you think? You tell me. I mean, not as strong as my dad physically, but mentally, more strong than my dad. Um, she had to stop a plane by using her bare hands. What's your, where's, what's your mom's favorite place to go? Everywhere. Everywhere that has dresses. Everywhere that has dresses? <laughs> if, if your mom was a superhero, what do you think her superpower would be? She sleeps a lot. <laughs> what, what do you think your mom does when y'all are at school? Uh, go to herself. stores. Go to stores and clean the house. Sit back and chillax. Chillax. <laughs> <laughs> open the pantry and just put milk on pizza. Oh, the milk pizza. Yeah, milk yeah. Pizza. Classic, classic. And she puts on her clothes backwards. What? <laughs> does your mom listen to music? Yeah. What type of music does your mom listen to? She listens to girl ones. Wait, church songs. Feel like a monster. We all the champions in church songs on Sundays. Do you know? The champion song you really cool. I can sing all of it. Sing it, let me yeah, hear it. Sing a little okay. bit of it. We are the champions. We are the champion. No time for losers, cause we are the champions of the world, my friend. Um, how did does she dance when, when y'all listen to the songs? Um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what does she call that? Like the crab? Yeah. <laughs> or the T-Rex. <laughs> she got short arms. The <laughs> she does the T-Rex. I like it. The T-Rex reaching for things. And then sometimes she'll try to floss. You go. You go. All right. <laughs> we were making a song for moms. What do you think it should be called? I feel like moms are the best or mom. Thank you, moms. <laughs> Weird life. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Yeah. I thought that was a good title. Say it one more time. Yeah. I heard Weird Life of A Mom, I think. She gave me her gun. Last piece that she had. She's mentally stronger by far than my dad. And when she dances, she'll try the flaws. And if she puts milk on her pizza, that's fine. Cause hey, she's a
Lake Hills Church. What a celebration because moms are the champions. So whether by birth, by adoption, by fostering, by marriage, if you have children in your home, then we want to say happy Mother's Day. If you are working to raise up the next generation, we celebrate you today. We also know though that This holiday brings up other feelings for some. Maybe you have lost a child or you've lost your mother or you have a strained relationship with a child or a mother. Maybe for you, you've been wanting to be a mom. We want to know that we see you, that God sees you, he loves you. There is no pit too deep, no pain too great that is beyond the scope of his love. He sees you, he loves you, he is for you, and we are too. Let's pray together and get started. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you, God, for the gift of motherhood, for the blessing, for the privilege, for the responsibility. I ask right now, God, that you do something only you can do, that you settle our hearts and our minds and open our eyes and ears so we can see and hear what you want us to learn today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Mac has been in a series called Business as Unusual. And this season that our world is in certainly offers opportunity for business as unusual. But I was thinking as he was preparing all of these messages, each week we would talk about what he was gonna talk about and then we would reminisce about our children and how they responded to change because he's been talking about how God is all about change. God is all about making something new. And so, you know, if you know Emily, it will not surprise you that we were not short on stories um, about how Emily responds to change. You know, uh, I'm just trying to think of, I guess she was 13 when she got a brand new um, bedroom set for her birthday. And so it took me weeks to prepare her for this new bedroom furniture because, hold on now, she was going to have to move her bed from this wall to this wall. (laughs) 
And that's right, I know. It seems so simple, doesn't it? But with Emily, there was no degree of change. Changing the channel evoked the same emotion, the same reaction as if we had run into her room, grabbed her and moved her to a foreign country. Same exact emotion. Any change was bad. Any change, tiny change, big change. There was no level. All change was bad. But you know what? Emily, it was easy for us to think of examples, but to be honest, Joe, as laid back as he is and as he was, he didn't really love change either. Joe was known to wear shoes until they had holes in them. No, actually, that's not true. He wore his shoes with the holes in them until finally I would remove them from his closet and he could no longer see them. He did not like change either. His saying was, you know, Joe, do you want new shoes? Joe, do you need a new shirt? No saints, I'm good. You know what, now that I think about it, he would literally still be sleeping in his trundle bed with his feet hanging off the end had I not moved them. Neither of our children responded well to change. So we're watching um, Max messages and um, I, I guess it was like the first week and he's introducing the concept of change. And it was about halfway through and I looked down and I said, you know, I mean, I guess I don't hate change. I don't mind change when it's my idea. And I love new when it's my idea and I do it. And he looked at me and he just said, I love you. Translation, bless your heart. Translation, that's adorable that you just recognize that about yourself. You see, he knew about me. I, I do not like change either. I am resistant. It's not liking change when you only like change that you impose. Change is part of life. And so as we've gone through this series, I've come to rest in the assurance of the fact, as he's been teaching, that God is all about change. He is all about making things new. And there is no new without change. He is all about using a season of change, using this change for growth. There is no growth without change. I still don't like it but I've come to embrace it because we're entitling today, parenting in the unusual. Parenting as unusual, here's why. Because if I embrace my responsibility, which I do, to raise up my children to be strong, resilient, competent um, adults, then I have to know that they will in fact face change at some point in their lives. And so it is my job to do my best to set them up for their best. And if I'm going to set them up for their best and I know that life brings change and God is always about making new, then I'm going to lead them to embrace change, to lead them to see that it is through that change that you get to the new. So let's start with a definition of parenting as unusual. Parenting as unusual is leading through change and into the new, leading through the change and into the new. I have to equip my children. I have to really embrace myself, the concept of being comfortable with the uncomfortable. My responsibility is not to teach my children to avoid discomfort, to avoid struggle, to avoid risk. It is to teach them the value of struggle, the value of change, the value of discomfort, the value of risk. To teach that, I have to first embrace that. And I'm gonna be honest, the more I study, the more I realize 
that my resistance to change is affecting those around me. It's not pretty, but it's real. But again, God is all about creating something new. And so I recognize that weakness and I'm going to work on it. Parenting is a huge responsibility. And I love teaching about parenting, not because I parent perfectly, actually far from it. I make a lot of mistakes. Fortunately, my children are not up here with microphones to share with you all the mistakes that I've made. But I do know this, God is all about making things new. And he promises to use my mistakes, my series of mistakes, my seasons of mistakes for his glory and their good. So I embrace my responsibility and I rest in assurance that he will fill in the gaps, not if, but when I fall short. So I lean in and I study and I try to get better and stronger. And that's what we wanna do today. We just wanna look at his word, come together and say, how can we be better? How can we get stronger? through this change to get to the new? How can we equip our children to embrace this change, to push through the change, to get to the new? It's not because we do it perfectly, but it's because we believe passionately that this is a big responsibility. And we also say at Fearless Mom that um, when you truly embrace the responsibility of motherhood, when you truly understand the gravity of motherhood, the appropriate response is just to throw up in your mouth a little bit. And so it's okay to feel afraid. It's okay to feel uncertain. It's just not okay to stay there. It's okay to feel afraid. It's not okay to live afraid. It's okay to feel uncertain. It's just not okay to live uncertain. So today we're going to look at what the Bible says about how we can parent as unusual, how we can parent through this change and help our kids to see the new. And there are a couple of things that we have to equip our children with. Again, it's not about avoiding risk. It's about embracing risk and learning through it. It's not about avoiding discomfort. It's about bringing, bring, on, bring the discomfort on, embracing it, seeing it as a normal part of life and seeing it as opportunity. So here are a couple of truths. Struggle isn't just opportunity for growth. Struggle is necessary for growth. I'm gonna say it again. Struggle isn't just opportunity for growth. Struggle is necessary for growth. And obstacles aren't just opportunity for growth. Obstacles are necessary for growth. We have to get to a point where our mindset is different. Our mindset is not just what you think about one thing, it's how you think about everything. And we talk a lot in Fearless Mom about the growth mindset, about seeing there's opportunity for growth in this challenge. There's opportunity for growth in this struggle. And so I have to change my mindset and lean into the struggle, change my mindset, lean into the obstacle and push through to get to the new. I have to do that because my responsibility is to empower my children to do that too. And we are always looking for guidance, insight, and examples to follow. And God's word is never short on that. It's true that when we talk about parenting, you're probably not gonna you know, look in Proverbs and find a chapter that says, you know, your child should have this many minutes of screen time every day, for sure. It doesn't necessarily give those details, but it does give guiding principles and incredible examples that transcend time, that transcend generations. And that's what we're going to look at today, leading through the change and into the new. And we are gonna look at Joshua. 
Joshua chapter one picks up just as Moses had died. And so God had called Moses to lead the Israelite people out of Egyptian slavery. And then they found themselves wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. So God called Moses, they're there in the wilderness. But then at the end of Deuteronomy, we get to the end of Moses's life. And so God calls Moses and then Moses now has appointed Joshua And so Joshua is now being told that it is his responsibility to now lead into the new. He is to lead the Israelite people through the change and into the new. Moses had been an incredible leader. I cannot fathom that role. Stepping into those shoes, embracing the responsibility of leading God's people. But God has a word for Joshua and I believe a word for all of us. In chapter one, verse six, he starts, God talking right to Joshua, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. I'm gonna keep reading in verse nine. We're gonna put it up on the screen because I want you to read the highlighted words with me. In verse nine, God is repeating again to Joshua. This is my command, he says, Read it with me, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For, read it with me, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous, why? Because you've got all the answers, why? Because you've got it figured out, why? Because it's gonna be easy? No, actually, there is no courage unless there's difficulty. There is no courage unless there's fear, unless there's uncertainty, unless there's change. For courage to be needed, for strength to be needed, there's an implied existence of struggle, of uncertainty, of doubt, of obstacle. And God is saying, yeah, it's not gonna be easy but I'm with you wherever you go. I am with you in whatever circumstance you find yourself. Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you. The Lord your God is with you in the quarantine. The Lord your God is with you as you parent through this pandemic. The Lord your God is with you as you tackle remote learning while trying to work from home. The Lord your God is with you. Single moms, single moms, the Lord your God is with you. You think I'm parenting alone. You are not. The Lord your God is with you, whatever your circumstance. The Lord your God is with you in your difficult decision-making about finances, about work. The Lord your God is with you in your loneliness. The Lord your God is with you in your uncertainty. See those as they are. Yes, I feel uncertain, but I stand on the truth that I know the Lord my God is with you. The Lord your God is with you in your loss. The Lord your God is with you in the unknown. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord your God is with you, whatever your situation. Be strong and courageous. 
This passage, if we look at verses six all the way through nine, gives us great direction and insight into how to lead through the change and into the new. How to parent through the change and into the new. Because that's what parenting is. Parenting is leadership in the home. So we can look at this example of how Joshua led and we can say, okay, God, what a mighty man of God. Now, how can I lead? How can I lead my people? My people at work, my people in the neighborhood, my people in my home. Verse six says, you are the one who will lead these people. So what's our first job? Embrace the responsibility. Embrace the responsibility that you've been given by God. Another word for responsibility is calling. There is a calling on your life to lead. And that's everyone. There's someone following you. You may be thinking, I'm a student. Oh yes, there's someone younger than you. You're an elementary student. There's someone younger than you that you can lead. There are classmates that you can lead. Embrace the responsibility. You are the one who will lead these people. Number one, embrace the responsibility. And then verse seven says, obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Verse eight goes on to say, study this book of instruction. Be sure to obey everything written in it. So embrace your responsibility and then study and obey God's instructions. Study and obey God's instructions, he says. And then in the end, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Embrace your responsibility. Study and obey God's instructions. And then three, remember that God is with you. Remember that God is with you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you. It's interesting, the more I read about Joshua and his leadership and how he received the baton of responsibility, received the baton of leadership from Moses, I went back and found in Deuteronomy where Moses actually announced that Joshua would be the leader to all the people. You see, this concept of Joshua leading through change and into the new was not a new concept to them. But in Joshua 1, that's when it becomes a reality. And I think about how I've been facing this change and this difficult season. And I thought, you know, I've always said, I've always embraced the concept of, I trust God through the change. I trust God through the uncertainty. I know that God is with me. But now it went from concept into reality, just like it did for Joshua. But in Deuteronomy 31 I think it's interesting the words that we see that Moses said to Joshua. Moses called for Joshua, and this is when he knows that he's about to die. He knows that he's not gonna go into the promised land, that it's actually gonna be Joshua who's gonna take the people into the promised land. So Moses called for Joshua, and as all of Israel watched, this is from Deuteronomy 31, as all the people watched, Moses, the great leader, said to Joshua, Be strong and courageous for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. He says to Joshua, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. Be strong and courageous. Why? 
because the Lord your God will go before you. He's not saying be strong and courageous because you'll have all the answers. He's actually saying be strong and courageous for there will be times when you feel uncertain. There will be times when you feel discouraged, but then you remember, even when you feel that, you remember, but God will go before me. He has called me to do this. I am chosen to lead these people and he will be with me. The Lord, your God will go ahead of you. He will be with you wherever you go. I have a confession. Um, I know all of these facts. I teach these facts. I've read this. I was very fortunate to grow up in a home where my children, my, my parents, you know, we grew up in church. I read these Bible stories. I know these. I know this story of Joshua. I know this story of Moses. I know this Bible verse by heart. I know it in my head. I know in my head that God has given me the responsibility of leadership, that God has given me the responsibility of motherhood. I know that. I know that I'm to embrace my responsibility, to lean in. I know that. I know also, and actually I enjoy studying God's word. I know that obedience is the stepping stone to joy, to peace and to hope. So I know that I should embrace my responsibility. I know that um, I should you know, study and obey God's word. I know that God is with me. I've lived long enough to know. I've seen it in other people's lives. I've seen it in my own life. I know that God is with me. I just don't always feel it. I know it in my head. I just don't always feel it. Let me, it's like when Joe was five years old. When Joe was five years old, his birthday, I woke him up. And I said, good morning, buddy. Happy birthday. And he, he blinked his eyes and he said, I don't feel very five-ish. And I said, what? And he said, I don't feel five-ish. And I said, oh, okay. You know what? Let's stand up. So I got him out of bed. He stood up on the ground. I said, I bet if you stand up, you'll feel five-ish. So he stood up, gathered himself, thought for a minute, he said, I do. I feel five-ish. You see, the truth was, Joe was always five. He was five the moment he woke up. He just didn't feel it. And so I think as we enter and as we lead through this change into the new, you see, God knew. God knew we would feel discouraged. God knew we wouldn't feel strong. So he's reminding us. He says, Be strong and courageous. You can act strong and courageous even when you don't feel strong and courageous. You can act strong when you don't feel strong. You can act courageous when you don't feel courageous. Why? Because you can stand on the truth that the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And not only that, the Lord your God has gone before you. So you know what? I'm not confident because I know what tomorrow holds. I'm confident because I know who holds tomorrow. And I know that God knows exactly what tomorrow holds. We like to call these cling to's. It's a verse or a truth that you cling to when you feel uncertain, when life is uncertain, when you feel discouraged, when you feel doubt, when you feel unrestful. You say, I feel unrestful, but I stand on the truth. I feel uncertain, but I stand on the truth. Cling to's like, God will never leave you or forsake you. Cling to's like, um, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Maybe it is, um, I know, I know that God uses all things together for good for those who believe in him and are called according to his purposes. Maybe it's a cling to that God is with you always. Maybe it's a cling to, um, let's see, God will never leave me or forsake you. If God is for us, oh, I love this one. I love this cling to. If God is for us, who can be against us? I'm remembering I may be up against an obstacle. I may be up against a struggle, but God is bigger than the obstacle. God is bigger than the struggle. Cling to's are what help us when we feel uncertain. It is natural and normal to feel doubt. It is natural and normal to feel uncertainty. Actually, the reason we started Fearless Mom was to remove isolation. We said, every mom I've ever met is thinking, I'm the only one who hasn't got this thing figured out. I'm the only one who's not figured out how to potty train, who's not enjoying being home with my kids. I'm the only one. No, you're not. Every mom I've ever met is worried about one of two things. Either everything I'm doing is wrong or what I'm doing is not working at all. We're here to tell you that doubt is normal, that fear is normal, that discouragement is normal. It's okay to feel discouraged, don't live discouraged. It's okay to feel afraid, don't live afraid. So when I'm feeling that, I have to remember my cling to's. That's our job. You see, if you look back, it was God who called Moses. Moses led the people. Then Moses passed the baton of responsibility. That's actually the best picture of parenting ever. He said, hey, Joshua, it's now your job. And guess what? You're gonna feel discouraged. You're gonna feel weak, but be strong and courageous because God has gone before you. Now he passes the baton of responsibility. Now Joshua is ready to hear, okay, I can be strong and courageous. God has called me to this and he will equip me for this. That's our responsibility. You will feel discouraged. You will feel afraid. You will. Just don't live and lead afraid or discouraged. Be strong and courageous. Actually, it was Jesus himself in John 16, 33 that said, I have told you this. You see, he was talking to all the disciples. He was saying, I'm about to leave. You're going to enter a season of sadness, a season of change, a season of new. He says, I've told you this that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. You see, he's saying, you're gonna face obstacle. You're gonna face struggle. You're gonna face change. It's part of life. But then he says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Take heart. It's amazing. In the New American Standard, it actually says, take courage. Be strong and courageous. Courage actually comes from the same word as the meaning of heart. Take heart, take courage. You will feel afraid. You will feel discouraged. You will feel uncertain. You will feel these things, but take heart. Believe and know that I have overcome the world. Believe and know that God is with you. Believe and know that God has gone before you. Lean in, push through to the new, work through to the new, pray through to the new. Just don't stay here. God has something bigger on the other side. God has something bitter, bigger in the process. Struggle isn't just an opportunity for growth. Struggle is necessary for growth. Obstacle isn't just opportunity for growth. It's necessary for growth. So we lean in, be strong and courageous 
through the change into the new. Do not be afraid or discouraged through the change into the new. For the Lord your God is with you through the change and into the new. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you so much for the truth from your word. God, I thank you that we can cling to, that we can stand on the truth, your promises, that we can learn from the examples of leadership. God, we ask right now that you hover over everyone listening or watching, that you make your presence known. And God, that you remind them of the truth that when things are uncertain, which they will be, that we are to cling to what we know is real and true. God, you are real, you are true. You love us, you are with us, and you are for us. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that God redeems our mistakes, all of them. We believe that with God, all things are possible. We believe that God is our strength and hope in every circumstance. We believe that He will use our struggles for His glory. In this time of desperation, and life-giving. We believe that a life with Jesus is a life of joy. protector, confidence builder, identity giver, and everything we need can be found in Him. We believe that we love because He first loved us. 
We believe that our hope is anchored in His Word. We believe that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we You know, the fact of the matter is we believe is a powerful, powerful statement. It's a powerful song because it, it is our affirmation of our faith in Christ that then permeates and radiates out into every part of life. I want to ask you, if you will, just right now, wherever you're watching this, however you are connecting into this worship service, I want to invite you to bow your heads with me for just a moment. And in this moment, we want to invite you. If you have never stepped into a relationship with Christ, if you've never definitively, personally chosen to believe in Him for the forgiveness of your sins and to be the Lord and the director of your life, 
we want to give you that opportunity right now. So as we pray together, if you have made that commitment, then I want to invite you to be praying with everything that you've got for the person or people that you've invited to be a part of this service who maybe don't yet know how extravagantly God loves them. But if you're watching today and you've never made that commitment, we invite you to do so. Just right now, in this time of prayer, just we invite you to communicate to God from your heart to His to pray something like this prayer in your own words. Just say something like this and say silently wherever you are, Jesus, I need you. In this moment, I choose to believe that you offer forgiveness. And so in this moment, I accept, I receive that forgiveness. I choose to believe that your forgiveness is sufficient for all of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me and that you rose from the dead with the offer of a new life. And in this moment, I accept, I receive your forgiveness and your life. And Jesus, in exchange for your life, I give you mine. And I will follow you from this moment forward with everything I have. Lord, I pray this prayer in your name. Amen. Hey, real quick, if that was your prayer today, as a church family, we want you to know that we are so excited for you because this is the greatest moment of your life. And as a family of faith, we want to help with what's next. However you're tuning in today, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or through our app or on our website, there's a place for you to connect. And that link to connect, if you would just click on that right now and, and just let us know that you made that decision to follow Christ, if we can help in any way, we're available. And that clicking, that connecting is how that ball gets rolling. And so as a church, we celebrate that with you. We want to help with what's next. And on this Mother's Day, we want to tell you thank you for being a part of this worship service. Thank you for connecting into this time. Thank you for continuing to be the church across the internet and in everything that we do every single day. It's our prayer. Julie and me as a family, we pray that you have a phenomenal Mother's Day and an incredible week to come. God bless you and have a great day.